Good morning, everyone, and thank you very much for joining us today. Um, ideally, we wish we were not meeting today, but um, it's very important for us to, to be here to express our concerns. I'd like to begin by reading uh, a statement, and then we have representatives of a number of organizations and elected representatives that are here. And um, we also have um, uh, some refugees, including recently arrived Syrian refugees that will also speak. As representatives of local Muslim immigrant, refugee, faith, and civil rights organizations, we stand in solidarity with the majority of our fellow Americans in expressing outrage at the recent executive order by President Donald Trump that effectively banned Muslim immigrants from seven Muslim-majority countries from entering the United States for a period of 90 days, while allowing Christian immigrants from those countries to enter, creating a religious litmus test for immigrants. The order which was handed down on Friday also bars Syrian refugees indefinitely and puts a halt on the resettlement of all refugees for a period of at least four months. Many of these refugees have spent years in the vetting process only to have their hopes and dreams dashed by this order. Many may not survive if left in their war-ravaged countries. While the president claims that immigrants from Syria, Iraq, Iran, Somalia, Sudan, Libya, and, Le and Yemen are being banned for security reasons to prevent potential terrorists from entering the United States, there is no visa ban on Saudi Arabia, the country that produced the 9-11 hijackers, which indicates that this is clearly motivated by religious and racial bigotry. The world is facing one of the worst refugee crises since World War II, a ban on Muslims and refugees fleeing persecution in some of the most terrible war zones in the world will do irreparable damage to the country's image and our very identity as the United States of America. In addition, it will put our soldiers in war zones at risk. Our military counts on thousands of translators and others that will be reluctant to help us, knowing we will, in the end, abandon them. After the Japanese internment and post 9-11 registration of Arabs and Muslims, we said, never again. Those programs destroyed lives, created massive distrust amongst communities and law enforcement, ripped families apart, and never resulted in a single terrorism conviction. Let's not repeat the mistakes of the past. Immigrants and refugees are some of our very best citizens. They are contributing members of society, and they are living testimony to our great country. I myself am a naturalized American citizen, and my father is a veteran of the US Army. Um, I would like to invite attorney Munjid Ahmed from the Islamic Society of Milwaukee to say a few words. <coughs> Good morning. Uh, as uh, Janan has said, my name is Munjid Ahmad, M-U-N-J-E-D-A-H-M-A-D, 
And I'm here on behalf of the Islamic Society of Milwaukee to say, no, 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 Mr. President. This is a Muslim ban. You can spin it any way you want, but that's what this is. You claim, Mr. President, that this is a situation in which you need to vet the incoming refugees. What you don't indicate is that you've only been in office for a week and have not had the t opportunity to even see what the vetting process looks like already. You haven't given us one, one iota of information that explains what is wrong with the current vetting process. And oh, by the way, Mr. President, you also conveniently forget to tell us that not one single refugee has been even accused of committing an act of terror. And oh, by the way, Mr. President, you also forget to tell us that the seven banned countries, not one of them, as Janine has said, not one of them has had a, a citizen of that country commit an act of terror. No, this is a ban based on a religion. This is a Muslim ban. We will not stand for it. America will not stand for it. We are built on the backs of immigrants. We appreciate our immigrants. This is a country of immigrants, and it will always be so, no matter what you try to do. Thank you. One of the organizations nationally that came immediately to the, uh, to the rescue of individuals that were stopped at airports when the ban went into effect was the ACLU. I'd like to invite Emilio Dottori from the local ACLU to come forward and speak. Good morning. My name is Emilio Dottori. I'm with the ACLU of Wisconsin. So on Friday, President Trump signed an executive order suspending all refugee resettlement for 120 days and indefinitely suspending the resettlement of refugees from Syria. In addition to banning Syrian refugees, the President ordered a ban on all entries of the nationals of seven Muslim countries, Iraq, Syria, Iran, Sudan, Libya, Somalia, and Yemen for 90 days, and said the ban might be extended and that additional countries might be added to that list. This executive order is a major step toward carrying out President Trump's campaign threat to ban the admission of Muslims <coughs> into the United States. In effect, he has barred Muslims from entering the United States while favoring the entry of Christians. Trump's executive order violates the First Amendment, which prohibits the government from preferring or disfavoring any religion. This anti-Muslim policy also violates the 14th Amendment, which guarantees that everyone is entitled to equal protection under the law. President Trump's orders are immoral as well as unconstitutional. This order is a slap in the face to the millions of Americans who uphold our best traditions of welcoming the stranger seeking refuge. Most of you have by now heard about people being detained at ports of entry around the country as a result of this executive order and the ACLU lawsuit to stop it. A federal judge granted the ACLU's request for a nationwide temporary injunction that will block the deportation of all people stranded in the airports under President Trump's new Muslim ban. The stay order in the ACLU lawsuit yesterday states that the government is enjoined and restrained from removing individuals legally authorized to enter the United States. Vigilance is needed by all of us still. Importantly, the state does not mandate release and attorneys may be needed to prepare to file a habeas petition. But the ban has been suspended and individuals should contact the ACLU if they know people who are still being held. This temporary restraining order does not itself prevent people from being interrogated or detained and does not require that people be admitted. Many people are being released, but many are not, and some were transferred from airports into ICE detention. 
Saturday night, during the first few hours, the restraining order was in effect. There were problems around the country with customs and border police non-compliance with the injunction, and there were attempts to undermine its effects. And now it appears they're turning away people before they can even get on planes to the United States. We know that this extreme vetting sets up government machinery for religious and ethnic discrimination and under the pretext of national security. It's designed to keep Muslims out as part of Trump's long articulated plan. This goes against everything our country represents, going back to our founders' conviction in the United States as a nation where the government does not discriminate against any religion. Yesterday, people who were subjected to the screening were made to show their social media accounts and asked about their views on President Trump and other intrusive acts. <laughs> Create plans with your families and an immigration attorney. Stand hand-in-hand -hand with your communities like we're doing today and get involved locally, across the state, and nationally. We are a diverse society built largely on the sweat and ingenuity of immigrants and refugees. American Muslims, immigrants, and U.S. born alike are a part of the fabric of this nation and a part of what makes America great. This is a very dark episode in our country's history, and there's no place I'd rather be than fighting with all of you. Next, I'd like to invite Representative Jocasta Zamaripa, who actually joined our press conference um, and canceled her press conference today. Um, I just want to take a moment to um, recognize some of the elected officials. Not all of them are speaking today, but they wanted to come and stand with our Muslim community here in Milwaukee. So I know that uh, Vanessa Yanis from Senator Tammy Baldwin is here today. Um, I know we have Milwaukee County Executive Chris Abley here today. Uh, and some of my colleagues in the State Assembly, um, you're going to hear from Representative Reamer, but also Representative Christine Sinicki, Representative Jonathan Brostoff, and we have MPS School Board Director Larry Miller in the back there. I'm State Representative Jocasta Zamaripa, and I have the honor of representing the largest Latino community in the great state of Wisconsin on Milwaukee's near south side. Like so many Americans, I was horrified to hear about the executive order that was signed by President Trump at the end of the day this past Friday, effectively banning refugees and Muslim immigrants. I am beyond dismayed at the level of anti-immigrant, anti-Muslim, and anti-Latino sentiment that has been displayed by this administration in just the first week of Trump's presidency. It is absolutely unacceptable that Muslim American immigrants who are here legally and lawfully with their green card were being detained and threatened that they may not be allowed to return to their home in the U.S. This is shocking and reprehensible. And I know so often I'm seen in the press and in the community advocating for our undocumented immigrant population, lobbying the federal government for comprehensive immigration reform with a pathway to citizenship, leading on pragmatic immigration policy at the state level because our Congress has failed to have the valor to address the issue that is our broken immigration system. But I'm floored that today I'm here to fight for immigrants who are in our country and in our community lawfully and legally. Immigrants and refugees that did everything we were supposed to do to be able to come to our country. Vetting so thorough for refugees waiting to enter the US that it takes an average of two years to be approved. This is incredible and unacceptable. And so I call on President Trump and Wisconsin's own Speaker Paul Ryan to denounce and immediately rescind the shameful, discriminatory, careless 
executive order that was signed this past Friday. This is the United States of America. We are better than this. I'd like to invite County Exec Chris Abley to come and speak a few words. Thank you, and thank you for hosting. Thank you, everybody, for being here. And to the media, thank you for covering this. Right out of the gate, I want to make something clear, uh, because this tends to get lost sometimes when we have this debate. There is nobody in this room, there is nobody behind me, there is nobody in this country who doesn't take security seriously. There is nobody who doesn't want to protect everything that this country stands for. But let's just talk about what it is we're protecting. Congress shall make no law regarding the establishment of religion or preventing the free exercise thereof. Less than two weeks in, our president is casually and recklessly questioning the founding principles of what makes this a great country. Everybody in this country is either an immigrant or refugee or descended from. That's what makes us strong. That's what makes this country great. And that's what makes us a beacon. Let's not let outrage like this become normalized. Let's not let people act as if this is another bank scandal. Not that I'm an apologist for bank scandals. This is much, much bigger than that. Uh, 153 years ago, the greatest and certainly most important speech in American history was given by Abraham Lincoln, and it was three minutes long. And it was on the battlefield at Gettysburg. And Lincoln remind us that, uh, that a mere 87 years before that, uh, this nation was put together founded on a principle, fundamental freedom, individual liberty, and that all men are created equal. And he reminded people then, after more people had died than every other American war combined, what we're fighting for. We're fighting for the notion that that idea can survive, that a nation so conceived can long endure, as he put it. In this country, we don't judge people by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. We don't judge people by their religion. We judge, their, we judge people by their embrace of a common idea and common principle. Citizenship and the best definition of the world is a fierce embrace of that idea. And let's also be clear, this is not a Democratic issue or a Republican issue. This is an American issue. Let's not let people who try and divide us on this do so. Let's unite. Thank you for hosting this, and thank you to the ACLU. And by the way, the ACLU is going to need your help going forward, so I know where I saw Christian here somewhere. I'm doing your fundraising for you. <laughs> Support them. Thank you. Some of the people that um, are really uh, probably the most affected by this are those that are refugees already here, hoping to be able to bring their family members, children, spouses, etc., out of war-torn areas. We have representatives from the Somali, the Iraqi, um, and the Syrian communities here. We've Just for the sake of time, we're going to invite a couple of the Syrian refugees that are newly arrived to come and say a few words. But if the media would later like to speak with some of the other refugees, they are also available as well. Assalamu alaikum. In the beginning, I want to say that we have a lot of people in the Syrian community. There is a lot of damage. So we are going to say that the government is going to be able to get the people. 
لانه يعني عم يعيشوا بحياه دمار يوميا شيء لا لا يتقبله العقل يعني ابسط مثال مثلا الرجل صاحب البيت يكون عنده عائله يطلع الى البيت للعمل عندما يعود الى بيته يعني يفرح كثير كانه جاء من الموت من المجهول رجع له يعني نرجو من الحكومه القبول تغيير البرنامج والرجوع الى استقبال اللاجئين ثانك يو What he said is that at the end of the day, we are all human beings here together, and we need to remember that. He said that refugees fear for their life every single day. He said what people don't realize is that every day when a father actually leaves the house to go and try to bring food or water or work, it becomes like, it becomes like a holiday when he comes back home to his family because he actually made it back home alive. So he's saying, please don't turn your backs on the refugees. You are the hope that they have right now. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Nahtu Arab Suriyin. Harabna man zuluf al-harb al-qasiyya. Qatil, tadmir, kimawi, shay la yatasawaruhu al-aqil. Harabna man Suriyya ila al-Urdan. Fi ba'dana harab ila duwal ukhra. في الأردن كمان لم نجد المكان الآمن لنا لا يسمح للرجل بالعمل أجارات بيوت غالية لا نستطيع دفع, دفع أثمانها فتحت الولايات المتحدة الأمريكية أبوابها لتحتضننا كلاجئين وتحمينا وتوفر لنا الأمان ففرحنا كثيرا أتينا ونأمل أن يأتي باقونا إلى هنا ليحصل على ما حصلنا عليه من أمان وراحة واستقرار نفسي نحن صار لنا هنا عشرة أيام شعرنا بالفعل أنه نحن عايشين بجو آمن ما في خوف ما في رعب سوريا قتل الأردن تهديد بالتسفير إذا الرجل خرج إلى العمل ممكن الحكومة الأردنية تلقي القبض عليه بعذر أنه يشغل فرص العمل الأردنيين وترني به إلى سوريا ومن ثم تأتي بعائلته أجمعين ليرحقوا به ممنوع تجلس في الأردن نحن أتينا إلى هنا نبحث عن الأمان لا عن التدمير لا عن الإرهاب فقط نريد منزل آمن شكرا He said we lived under chemical and, and other bombardments in, in Syria and the, the trek to Jordan was a very very difficult process in itself and many refugees, some went to Jordan someone to other places, leaving everything that they ever owned behind them. Um, it's not as if many of them went to these places and suddenly they were happy. They had no work. They couldn't pay for, for anything. They couldn't pay for places to, to live. And so when the United States gave them the opportunity to come here, they felt as if there was a, just a tremendous relief that they had a new lease on life. And so they came here and they want everyone to know that refugees that come here are not coming here to commit acts of terrorism. They're not coming here because they want to change the way of life. They're coming here because they want also security. They want to live like normal human beings. And so they want, they, 
They want to be sure that, that others have the same opportunity that they have. They said they've only been here 10 days and it's the first time in many, many years that they can sleep in peace and feel that, that they're not going to be bombarded. And so thank you. And she said, please work for the refugees that are still waiting to come. I'd like to next invite uh, Representative uh, David Reamer to come and say a few words, the Islamic Society of Milwaukee, and um, also the area where some of the, the uh, Muslim refugees live are within his area. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. I am uh, State Representative Daniel Reamer, and I represent the 7th Assembly District, which uh, we are in. So welcome, welcome all. All are welcome here. Um, I stand here today with my Muslim friends and neighbors to speak out forcefully and unequivocally against the unconstitutional and un-American executive orders that Donald Trump uh, has recently signed. Trump's orders will certainly make the United States and the world less safe. Trump falsely confuses the victims of terrorism, some of whom we've heard from today, and the perpetrators of the grotesque violence that those people are fleeing. Those who carry out such terror want us to slam the door in the face of those who pose no threat to the United States and seek only the promise of the American dream. These measures also insult the American traditions that date back before the founding of our great nation. From the pilgrims to the Germans of the 1840s, more recently the Hmong, we have long provided refuge to those fleeing tyranny, seeking a land free from political and religious persecution. But when America has failed to live up to the greatness of our promise, as we risk doing in this moment, great tragedy has been the result. In 1939, the German ocean liner, the St. Louis, carried 937 mostly Jewish refugees to the shores of America. It was illegal for them to disembark, and the ship returned to Europe. The Nazis killed more than 200 of the passengers who were compelled to return. In the Jewish tradition, my religious tradition, we believe that the Bible commands us 36 times to love the stranger or foreigner, for you were strangers, foreigners, in the land of Egypt. But Muslim immigrants, Muslim refugees, Muslim Americans are not really strangers. They are as integral a part of the American fabric as you or I. They are classmates from childhood, friends from college, neighbors, co-workers, and in my case, soccer teammates. <laughs> there is no us and them. There is only us. Ordinary people now have tremendous power to make a difference during this pivotal time, to speak out against Trump's un-American orders, to speak up for religious freedom, and to speak to the Muslims, immigrants, and refugees in our community to assure them that we've got their back. With courage, compassion, and patriotism, let us aid and comfort our Muslim friends. It's what Americans do best. Thank you. I'd like to invite uh, Christina Newman-Ortiz uh, from Voces de la Frontera, um, who ha they have worked incredibly hard also regarding the immigrant issue, if she could speak a few words as well. Voces de la Frontera is a largely Latino immigrant refugee organization, and we stand in solidarity 
with our Muslim brothers and sisters, our Syrian brothers and sisters, and all refugees from around the world to send a message to Donald Trump that we will not sit idly by while he tries to strip us from our constitutional rights, our civil rights, that we are ready to protest publicly in the streets, to call on general strikes, um, and to um, support through legal actions with the ACLU and others the documentation of any kind of abuses. It's been a very inspiring response from the American people. The protests that we have seen at the airports and here today hearing from our elected officials and that's exactly what the path that we have to continue as we move forward. So we are absolutely committed because even if these executive orders for on immigrants and refugees were legal, which they're not, power without justice is illegitimate and we will not stand for it. We stand in solidarity for justice and equality and dignity. Thank you. Um, next, I'd like to invite members of um, a couple of members, although we have representation from probably about 10, 12 different faith communities here. Um, I've invited uh, two to come to, to speak just simply because of the, for the sake of time. Um, many consider, it's, it's very interesting, we have an administration that considers itself to be a Christian administration, yet the vast majority of Christians in this country disagree with these kinds of policies, in particular in relation to its treatment of, of refugees and immigrants. Um, I'd like to invite um, Father Phil Reifenberg, a Catholic priest here, to come and say a few words. Thank you, Janine. The United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has established three principles, guiding principles, with regard to the movements of people. Principle number one is that people have the right to migrate to sustain their lives and the lives of their families. Principle number two is that a country has the right to regulate its borders and to control immigration. It might seem that principle number two trumps principle number one, but principle number three is the guiding light. A country must regulate its borders with justice and mercy. All Catholic social teaching must be understood in light of the absolute equality of all peoples and the commitment to the common good. A country's regulation of its borders and control of immigration must be governed by concern for all peoples and by mercy and justice. A nation may not simply decide that it wants to provide for its own people and no others. A sincere commitment to the needs of all must prevail. Cardinal Joseph Tobin, the Archbishop of Newark, New Jersey, said of the executive order, this is not a rational act. And he described its contents as inhuman policies. Cardinal Blaise Cupich of the Archdiocese of Chicago said that the signing of this executive order made this weekend a dark moment in U.S. history. 
24 members of the United States Senate are Roman Catholic. 144 members of the House of Representatives are Roman Catholic. Those who attended Roman Catholic services this past weekend would have been treated to the beginning of the portion of St. Matthew's Gospel entitled The Sermon on the Mount. The specific passages that we've read proclaimed in Catholic churches around the world yesterday is known as the Beatitudes, which say in part, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for what is right, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are those who show mercy, for mercy shall be theirs. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. I sincerely hope that each one of these 168 Catholic legislators was in church this weekend so that they all heard and paid heed, that they carry the message back to their colleagues and that they act together in such a way as to provide permanent relief from the irrational acts and inhuman policies reflected in this executive order and so brighten what is otherwise truly a dark moment in our history. And to my Muslim sisters and brothers, I address the concluding words of last Sunday's Gospel on the Beatitudes. Blessed are you when they persecute you and insult you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely, for your reward in heaven will be great. Thank you, Father Phil. Next, I would like to uh, um, invite Dr. Jody Melamed uh, from Jewish Voice for Peace. Jewish Voice for Peace nationally has been instrumental in fighting Islamophobia for a number of years now. Um, if you could come forward and say a few words. Closing our borders to refugees and excluding people from entering the country because of their national origin and religion contradicts two central teachings of Judaism and many other faiths, to welcome strangers and to love our neighbors. Jewish Americans have known the best and the worst of US immigration policy. Many of us are here today because we or our parents or our grandparents were welcomed as refugees and as immigrants. My own grandparents came to this country fleeing pogroms uh, in Russia, Hungary, and Romania, and were welcomed. But many, many Jews perished in the Holocaust because this country denied them asylum. Mm -hmm. Anne Frank is among the many refugee children who would be alive today had her visa application to this country been granted. But this country in the 1940s called Jews threats to national security. Today, it is the children of Syria who are being called threats to national security and told by the United States, you will not find safe haven here. Jewish Voice for Peace is making a special appeal to Wisconsin Congressman Paul Ryan. Find the courage to speak out against these damaging and dangerous executive orders. They are not about safety and security. They so fear of Muslim and Arab people, of refugees, of people of color, and of immigrants. They are nightmare policies that target, ban, and harm people on discriminatory bases. They are unconstitutional and un-American. 
Jewish Voice for Peace pledges to resist these hateful policies in every possible way. We know we all belong here. We will love, protect, and defend each other. Thank you. Um, next, I'd like to invite um, uh, Kara Naman, who is one of the resident um, religious scholars at the Islamic Society of Milwaukee. Good morning, everybody. I uh, welcome you all here. I was at the protest yesterday at uh, O'Hare International Airport, and I was pleased to see uh, that there were many people who came out in support of the Muslims and to speak out against the Muslim ban. And as a Muslim leader who was born and raised here in America, I want to thank you all and thank the nation and all those who are supporting and are standing with the Muslims in this very difficult time. I want, you leave, I want to leave you with a verse of the Quran and a statement of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, where God addresses not Muslims or not believers, but humanity. That, O oh, human beings, O oh, mankind, verily we have created you from different backgrounds and different tribes and different nations. But we've created you from all of these different backgrounds so that you may recognize God. You may connect with one another. You may benefit from one another. Verily, the most honored amongst you is the, most, is the one who is the most God-fearing. And I ask upon every person sitting in this room and the nation, that we do not make religion a means of discriminating against one another. And I want to leave you with a statement of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, which is, God will be in your assistance as long as you are in assistance of your brother or your sister. It is our moral responsibility as human beings, not as Muslims or Christians or Jews, to take care of our refugees. But this is an obligation that is upon every single one of us. And I want to plea, and I make this plea to the to country and all of our leadership, that they rethink the executive order, and they rethink the way that we are moving forward in this matter. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that concludes our press conference. Uh, we're going to open for questions and answers, but I'd like to recognize again, we have quite a number of elected officials here, and we also have representatives of Congresswoman Gwen Moore's office. We have representative from Senator Tammy Baldwin's office, among um, many others. I'd also like to bring to your attention that tomorrow um, at Milwaukee City Hall at 10 a.m., uh, Representative Jonathan Brostoff and Senator Chris Larson are introducing um, uh, legislation to, um, uh, to, to end basically hate speech and Islamophobia. Uh, and so we encourage everyone to uh, attend as well. I'd like to also um, welcome and thank the veterans that are here, all of the religious leaders that showed up. Obviously we can't have everyone speak. Um, and thank you to everyone that did show up. And um, if anyone uh, from the media has questions, we'll entertain questions for, for a few moments.